everybody. This is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Yay. And today on the show, <laughs> we're talking about... I know, someone's already upset about it. We're talking about <laughs> Space Jam, A New Legacy, the long-awaited sequel to Space Jam, uh, starring Michael Jordan. This one, as you might tell from the, t- the title, A New Legacy. Uh, no more Michael Jordan. This time, LeBron James is in the uh, uh, driver's seat, whatever, playing, Lead role. Playing, playing basketball with Bugs Bunny and the gang. So, Space Jam, New Legacy. <laughs> um, any takers on anyone just itching to, to go first? You know, it's going to be interesting. Andrew's itching to go first. Go ahead. Andrew, please, please lead okay. us off. Okay. This movie sucks. Oh, Andrew. <laughs> right out the gate with the movie sucks. Uh, this movie sucks ass. <laughs> I hated it. Did you watch it at home or at the movies? I watched it at home. Okay. And Man. then I tried to watch it again to like just to like give it another chance. And I just couldn't do it. I can't do it. Oh my goodness. God, this movie's horrible. <laughs> what? Right. about you garrett i'm fascinated to know what you would think you know i didn't think it was horrible i didn't think it was good yeah. um but there were there were parts that were entertaining i mean again you have to look at these movies from a perspective of a kid you can't go into these movies thinking it's going to be good i don't right. think i'd go into a, well thinking i don't think i would go to, into classic space jam thinking that it's good is classic space jam is not a good movie either but it's a fun one you got more fun than this sacrilege nope I, listen, if I, I'm just saying that if I movie. were to come into it and, and they were giving me Space Jam but, for the first time and it was all it was everything the first one was, I don't think that as a 30 something year old person that it would be for me. Yeah. So it wouldn't be good. Yeah. But let me read that first Space Jam is very good to us. This one, not good to us. Garrett, I'm going to do an old college thing. I'm going to agree with you and then recontextualize it to make, make it my idea. Um <laughs> <laughs> you can't, because the thing is saying it's for kids therefore you can't expect it to be good leads you to a certain i think leads you down a, a bad path because you know there are plenty of movies that are for kids that are actually really good i this think you can't go into a movie that's targeted for kids and expect it to appeal to you yeah. it can be a great movie for a 10 year old okay but it doesn't necessarily going to appeal to you know the 55 year old grandmother or the 18 year old kid or the, you know, the 30 year old, uh, uh, you know, single guy, you know, like it's just not every movie appeals to everybody. Same way that, you know, a great movie for an adult, uh, you know, a movie like 1917 would bore a kid to tears. So like, you know, movies have different appeal levels. They can be good. They can be bad. I think we're sitting in a scenario where I have no idea if this would appeal to a kid. Um, I would love the perspective of a, of a, 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 someone under the age of 12 or 11 right now, because I thought that for the most part, it missed the mark on a few things. I thought there were funny moments. I thought there was some good stuff, but I kind of felt like in general, I didn't have for me the same level of charm that I think the original has. Um, my parents, I remember got found little kicks to get out of the original space jam. I don't know if we talked about it last week. My mom thought that, uh, you know, my mom thought that like Bill Murray was hilarious. She loved that, you know, uh, Danny DeVito was a voice in it and she was laughing. She would laugh about that. My dad thought everything Wayne Knight did was funny. He's fixing a divot, you know, 
all of that stuff uh my dad would laugh at so i didn't get that here there was not a lot of adult humor here for me aside from a pretty hilarious cameo at halftime but yeah i i I think it's a hard thing to live up to the nostalgia of a movie you liked as a kid i didn't like this as much but it's okay you know some people might have really enjoyed it josh yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't like it either. Um, uh, and as it has sat with me for a little bit, I think I have disliked it more over time. I agree. Yeah, um, it happens. I I saw it in a theater where there were kids, and I don't really recall much reaction out of them. I will say that my six-year-old nephew loves it. Uh, he already has a new Space Jam backpack for kindergarten and he wants a games toy he's all about it um but it's the movie's kind of ass isn't it um (laughs) yes it is (laughs) like it is it's enjoyable in parts where where like i got some good chuckles but it's not it's not really space jam is it 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 feels something like something different yeah it feels like um new legacy well, see, and I, I already take issue with that trailer because Space Jam already has a legacy. It should have been called a new era. Yeah. Um, yeah when you're doing a sequel, I don't like the title. I don't a like the chapter. title. Oh, yeah, chapter, era, anything else. But to me, the movie was kind of like what happens when you just let unchecked Hollywood cynicism create a movie. Because, you know, the first movie is all about the Looney Tunes needing Michael Jordan to save them from enslavement and this movie is like barely about the looney tunes um they don't even really show up for quite a yeah. while it's really more about lebron and they're really hamstringed for a long time up until the end mm. and the movie is really about like the warner brothers ip universe and that felt cynical to me um yeah. and i'm trying to collect my thoughts in real time here so the movie was so close to like getting its own point and then losing it where, you know, the basic plot for the villain is he is a algorithm, algae rhythm created by Warner Brothers to basically streamline movies to add A-list celebrities into any universe they want, which is like a really good critique of mainstream Hollywood. And then they made this movie with it. Mm-hmm. It's like you were so close. <laughs> you almost had what you were going for. And yeah. you still made a movie where it's just it's 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 ready player one. We already had that. There's too there's too much other characters. Um, it also felt like a couple other modern day reboots. Uh there's a there's a ta- there's a smidge of Jumanji in there where they took in they took an old movie and turned it into a video game because that's all kids understand today. And then I, I I know I felt a little bit of the Muppets in there, the 2011 Muppets, where we mm-hmm. have the Looney Tunes as the old washed up Muppets. And yeah. Bugs Bunny, Kermit, yeah. is now on a cross-universe road trip to get the gang back together. Yeah. It, it felt like there wasn't an original thought in this whole yeah. movie. And it, that bummed it, me it is going to do nothing. Okay, so... I want to lead by saying this because I have seen a lot of people talking about this on social media. I think up front, I'm just going to say this up front. I feel like it's kind of trivial. No offense to anybody here. If this is how you feel, but we're going to, we're going to be trivial. Don't worry. I feel like it's kind of trivial 
to attack the integrity of this movie because let's face it the first space jam i don't know if there's a lot of artistic integrity to it you know it's again it's the same thing it's just warner brothers had so much smaller ambitions back then had they thought hey you know what would do really well a movie in which we have all of our ip interacting together if they thought of that idea back then and knew it was going to be really really interesting they would have done it superman batman King Kong, they would all been in that original Space Jam movie if they had had any idea the kind of interest there was in cross-brand entertainment. Um, and now that we have had it a lot, now that like Marvel and Disney have done it, I mean, you saw this kind of thing in Wreck-It Ralph 2 with bringing in IP from all over Disney in Wreck-It Ralph 2 and pr- sprinkling it in there. If they had any idea that people would be interested in that, they would have done it then. But to be trivial because it's going to be way more fun. I agree with you, Josh. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right that they may have done it if they could or if they thought of it, but the fact that they didn't really created a different movie. It becomes becomes a movie that doesn't, at times, seem like it really knows what story it wants to tell. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to do no favors for the Looney Tunes as characters, and I feel like this is kind of what that 2011 Muppets did, is that for the older generation, yes, it feels like the Muppets have been out of place for a long time. It does nothing for the Looney Tunes as characters for you to tell kids, hey, these are the washed up characters of yesteryear that you've never heard of, and we're bringing them back for this. All the kids are going to think is like, then why should I care? Like, if, they, if, if the people who grew up with these characters don't care about them anymore, why should I care about them anymore? And that's kind of, I feel like, one of the... While I love the 2011 Muppets, that's kind of one of the problems with the movies that it treats the Muppets like their day is way past them. And here come the Looney Tunes. They're the the, the they're they're the uh, you know nostalgia act of old Hollywood. What things you used to be able to do in old Hollywood way back when um, are coming in to help LeBron. And I feel like if I was a kid and I'm watching the movie and LeBron starts hyping up literally everybody else, he's like Iron Giant, which is already kind of weird and dated. Superman's going to be on the team. King Kong. As a kid, I'd be like, yeah, get them on the team. No, literally, why is Granny from the Tweety Bird cartoons on the team when you literally have, you could have Pennywise. You You could have... all of these great characters. Why is it had, happening this way? They had a lot of problems when it came to storytelling because for me, it started with why do the Looney Tunes need to relearn how to play basketball? Like they've already done this. I know it's yeah, been, they said they mentioned it's been 25 years, but they don't need to be retrained on how to play basketball and how basketball works. They've yeah. all already done it. And then secondly, I think that the realism factor got washed because of how they handled LeBron. So in the first Space Jam, it is essentially Michael Jordan as Michael Jordan. He is a bas- he was a successful, amazing basketball player who quit and uh, went and played baseball and sucked and then got brought back into basketball and it relit the flame of him getting back into basketball. All of that is real, minus the Space Jam part <laughs> in real life. So with LeBron, you treat LeBron as a regular person but the LeBron character in Space Jam is so far opposite from LeBron that I don't believe it. Like LeBron is a fun human being who wouldn't be so staunch on the rules and be like, no, you can't ever have fun ever. That's not a LeBron. So he would be at least Mm -hmm. in realism, 
enjoying the fact that he's playing basketball with the freaking Looney Tunes. Like, yeah, he wants to win his son back, but LeBron is not an unfun person. And they really tried to paint him that way. And it really took the believability of like, this is not how I feel like the LeBron that I have seen would act. And if you're trying to make him the real LeBron, which is what the did, your story is not going to connect with me. And it didn't, I didn't believe it. But again, I'm sure a kid does and would because that's what the movies get for. And they just see LeBron and that's fun. Honestly, I don't. Right. <clears throat> the more I look at it and the more I look at this, this movie was just not necessary. It really wasn't. This movie wasn't necessary at all. Nobody really asked for a new Space Jam because the new Space, because the old Space Jam had cultish quality. It lived on. And it's still, you know, it's a fun movie to watch, even today, even as an adult. You know, you can still get those jokes. Here, what they're doing, what I feel like Warner Brothers is doing, and I'm going to be very frank with this, is that it's almost like kissing its own ass. <laughs> it really is. And yeah. and even in the first yeah. Space Jam, they kind of they reference that. Like, uh, they kind of reference that when, like, Daffy Duck is holding up his, his rear end, and he's like, we're exclusive trademark of Warner Brothers Inc. and he kisses them. But like the thing is, is that like this really does it. And I don't find it appealing really. I, I got, I, I, I honest to goodness, honest to goodness, I lost interest about halfway in. I'm like, this is just, I don't care anymore. You know, the only thing I really cared about is when they made all the Looney Tunes characters 3D. Like when they made them, when they made them 3D instead of 2D, mm-hmm. like that's what I liked. I thought that was good. I thought mm-hmm. that was, I thought that was like, those visual effects were actually really awesome. They really were. But like, I feel yeah, like if, great. I feel like if I was watching this movie, like if I was like 10 years old watching this movie today, I don't know if I would really get all the Looney Tunes and I wouldn't get half of those references in the crowd. So yes, I wouldn't oh in the crowd yeah, yeah 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 like at one point in time you know i saw pennywise which you know is pennywise but the thing is is that at one point in time i saw uh the droogs from a clockwork orange yeah and yeah. i'm like, like who the hell are they my my, my favorite was a guy who was clearly supposed to be arnold schwarzenegger's mr freeze did you oh. guys catch him yeah. and it also yeah and also that's yeah. who it was Go on, Andrew. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. He's standing uh, there like, in his bath towel. <laughs> but also, like, Batman Returns as Mr. Penguin. Oh, yeah. Uh, I saw the penguin. was in there. Mr. Oh, yeah, the mask, yeah. I think I saw yeah, the, the nun. Mask. The nun was yeah, in there. the mask was in there, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, I don't know. I feel like this is an interesting conversation for us to have because I almost feel like we should bring our parents in because I feel like it is us watching Space Jam as our parents watch Space Jam. Like we get the references as kids, we get all the jokes as kids, and now we're older and we don't get them and we don't find them funny, but we have evidence that at least a six-year-old does. Yeah. And so I think we are now the parents that don't get it judging this child's movie. Yeah. Um, and so I think that it would be interesting to get a comparison from like, our parents, what did you think of Space Jam? 
Yeah. And then interesting to hear what other kids have to say about this Space Jam versus the original Space Jam. And that's what I mean by it feels almost, it feels trivial to complain about because like clearly the movie wasn't really targeting us, you know, and um, it's- Wasn't it though? But because yeah, I, I, like I thought it would be. I thought I, we well, would be the target audience. 30-year-olds like, who are bringing their, their five-year-old kids or something like that, right? Right. And I thought kinda, that was the audience, but I... They give you those subtle... Like all kids' movies, they have those subtle references for the adults, for the parents, the, 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 the jokes, but like all of Space Jam, all of Space Jam, no matter how you think of Space Jam, Space Jam is targeted and will always be targeted to people in our age group. Like, you can't say Space Jam and not expect us to not get excited. Yeah, right. So, I mean, like, so no matter what you're putting out, there will always be a level of marketability to this age group. Um, but yeah, this one, it really seemed to try to hit both. And I think that they probably succeeded with the younger generation but i think for us as as analytical people now it is a letdown because we wanted it to be more i didn't mm. necessarily know what it would be because again kids today probably don't have that same connection to the looney tunes so yeah you yeah i don't really know what yeah. they were going for i think the same idea under a different name or branding would have worked but i i don't know i don't know i honestly think well, there's, gosh, there's like three things I want to hit because I feel like a major problem for me with it. And this again, there were things that there were elements that I like, but I feel like the story just didn't have the same flow that the first one does. I'm not saying you have to do a carbon copy of the story. It just kind of felt like it felt like it took a while for him to get to, to get to, to the cartoons. And then like the time, but like they wasted all the time just doing this recruitment mission um going to going to a wonder woman comic and going to dc world and all this stuff and they did all that and they get back and they've got we got like an hour to train for this game and it's like basketball game time you know like it just didn't feel like you know whereas the other one it has that idea of like michael hasn't played in a while and he's got to get his groove back and he's got to get into it and it's got this kind of like real natural flow to it um i don't feel like that's here um because lebron is even presented here as still being at the top of his game so like I don't know. Like that part doesn't work for me. Um, so here's a th- comparison I'm going to make. I don't know if you guys have seen any of these or at least seen the trailers for these, but I don't like that they made LeBron a cartoon for his time with the Looney Tunes. They they I didn't agree. instead of having him be live action the way Michael Jordan was. Um, eventually, he became live action again, but he for the most part a cartoon. They animated him. It feels like one of those Scooby Doo direct videos with John Cena you know, or with, you know, whatever, you know, like they've had other people do them, but like these like celebrity guests, Scooby-Doo direct the video movies that they've done recently, where it just feels like, it feels like just a, like, they're just making a weird movie that like nobody's really that interested in. Um, or that's like just taking two properties and merging them together. And granted, that's what it's always been, but it just felt less real. Um, which I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, but finally, what I want to get your opinions on, did you guys, so here's my, here's the part that I was really interested in. The only part I was really interested in. Did you guys like the kind of, here's the vibe I got the hook vibes 
Oh man, yes, I yes. literally compared it yes. to Hook. Yeah. Yes, the Hook vibes of Algae Rhythm trying to outdad LeBron. I did Absolutely. actually kind of dig if if only that had been more of the crux of the thing cuz like we spent so much time on gags but um you know, I very much thought that was a, a fascinating component of Algae Rhythm working the working his son over. Um that said, uh I could have I don't know. I kind of wish they had they had not done the Sun storyline. It kind of, I don't know. It, it made it disinteresting for a long time. By the time yeah. that became a story component, I was already kind of like, I wish this kid wasn't here. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, I got interested whenever they were finally playing the game the way it was meant to be played. Like, if anything, I feel like they could have brought in the Looney Tunes to help LeBron train to play the game because it's a ridiculous game. And so LeBron is trying to play, has you set him up for trying to play the game like normal and then he fails. And then you have to bring in the Looney Tunes to come up with all those creative, silly plays. And maybe that storyline is a little bit better than I'm LeBron and I'm not fun. And Looney Tunes have to teach me how to be fun. We all know LeBron is so much fun. And we know that LeBron doesn't have great fundamentals. We've all watched him walk eight (laughs) Hundred thousand times and flops, okay. And I mean, like, <laughs> he's he's a great basketball player, but I mean, the man double dribbles, or he doesn't double, but he walks all the time, carries whatever. Uh, they even, they I don't call that anymore. That the you know, uh, the great argument of who is the greatest of all time may never be settled, but I I to say something positive, I think LeBron is a better actor than Michael Jordan. Yeah. Now, now it's not by much. I'm not saying he was great. But there was a a t- they dipped their toes into some emotional depth that Michael Jordan didn't do. Yeah, yeah it's true. That's I mean, like, yeah, no. The, to to LeBron's credit, LeBron had Decent. better delivery. Yeah, like he had way better delivery than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was like a piece of wood. You know, <laughs> he was just he really was. He was just he, like his acting like, is rough. It's rough. Yeah. I mean, it's, not, it's, it's just hey, you want a piece of me? Come like, and get oh, my it. Glass. Come and get it. You know, <laughs> whereas, you know, LeBron James, I mean, there were times, there were times when you're just like, all right, all right, this is passable. This this can, this is okay. Oscar. So, you know, we, it's hard enough to act as it is, but Michael, yeah. especially, this man's acting mostly on a green screen with right. characters yeah. who aren't there. And then with LeBron, yeah, he does some of that too. But to bring up, to go back to what you said earlier, David, Man, a lot of it, he's just voice acting in a studio because he ain't there. Yeah. <laughs> and when he <laughs> and, and that is and, easier, I think. And then probably. even and then even when he when he's in person, at least he has a screen partner like his son or Don Cheadle. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, I could be I could do a good scene with Don Cheadle. That guy's a great actor. He could probably, he'd probably Don Cheadle was great in this movie. Very like, easy for everything we've had to work with. Don Cheadle, very good in this movie. He he yeah. leaned into the cartoon villain and and owned Absolutely. it pretty well. Yeah. I, I want to talk about, we're running out of time, so I wanted to ask you guys, though, about the Looney Tunes themselves. How did you feel about them? Uh, were they there? Like, this is, yeah, yeah well, because this is, in the movie. <laughs> this is kind of very, very I, would, I would say a very different take on, maybe not, it's not a, it's not a big departure. It's kind of a different take for a lot of them, and I, I have a weird couple quibbles. It's a new voice actor for Bugs, um, who is, I think, also voicing him on the news show that they've got. Um, and I thought he did okay. Um, I thought that it was kind of silly that they, I, if I'm reading this right, they cast Zendaya to play Lola Bunny. It just feels like a waste of Zendaya. 
ever play. Oh yeah, Forgotten Day was in it. When when you've got, I mean, the voice, the original voice actress is still alive and still working. Just get the original voice actress. Like like if you told if if nobody had told me it was Zendaya, I wouldn't have noticed. Zendaya no. doesn't have like a an iconic voice. Um. I well, and they didn't really the even highlight Lola much. Like she, she was the, I would say she was the number two to LeBron, but like she really yeah. didn't have anything to do or say. Oh, she, she, I would say if almost anything, she was, yeah, like you said, she was the most highlighted compared to everybody else. Right. And that, man, my point is I don't remember anything she did. Lola's problem. And it was okay. And when you only, she only had one movie, but she's been in this now. And I know she's done, I know, like we talked about last week, she's been in a few other projects that they've done but she really has no character. Like there's no defining feature of Lola other than good at basketball. And this movie doesn't really help to improve that. She's good at basketball. She does. She tries to join wonder woman, which just proves that she's athletic. Like she's super athletic, but like, like every, every other character has their trait. Every other Looney Tune has like a certain trait that they, that they work with. Yeah. I think Lola is tough because you know, she was invented for space jam and, they had to like work her into the universe after that. And now, yeah, to have Zendaya play her when she's the only A-list celebrity voicing a Looney Tune is weird. Cause it's like not a not not a critique at all of Zendaya, but more of like a why did you why are you paying for Zendaya to do literally almost nothing other than you want her star power, but you've already got LeBron James? I it is weird. Um but to answer your question real quick, since we're running low. I thought the Looney Tunes were good in the second half of the game once they were allowed to be funny, but for the entirety of the beginning of the movie when they were not allowed to be funny, that was disappointing. (laughs) Right. I would argue to say that as much as I think of Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes when I think of Space Jam, when I think of Space Jam, I really do think of the Looney Tunes first. And so if you offer me a Space Jam movie and then you handicap the Looney Tunes the way that you did, especially knowing that Michael Jordan's already gone, then I feel like that is a disservice to the name of Space Jam. And I don't necessarily mean that in a terrible way. I just mean if you're going to give me a Space Jam movie and make it more about LeBron than the Looney Tunes, that is a a swap of what I expect. I agree. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? Yeah. The tunes. You know, they were underwhelming. Yeah. They were very underwhelming. I just, you know, like... Uh, like I got, I was, I was too easily distracted by, by, you know, too many elements, you know, yeah. there's a game going on. They, they included multiple players, like different, like different basketball players in the same universe. Cool. But like, <laughs> go on. It, yeah. But my thing is, is that like, but my thing is, is that, yeah, like after a while, I just didn't care. You know, the only thing that was cool about them, I said this earlier is that they look cool CG'd. Mm-hmm. And that's about it. I said what I said. Yeah, the so. the the NBA cameos in the first Space Jam are funny, and the NBA cameos in this Space Jam are lame. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. I mean, they they literally just serve to establish who the people are that are going to be turned into video game characters. Yeah. The only funny you know? cameos in this movie are the big one. I don't want to reveal. Y'all know, yeah, in the locker room, mm-hmm. and honestly, Lil Rel and Ernie Johnson cracked me up. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other thing is, is that we have zero Bill Murray. Yeah. No, that's on. not true. That's well, not true. There's well, a photo of Bill Murray of in the credits playing golf with one of the Looney Tunes. There was a picture. I would have honestly loved. They have a character who plays, I think, LeBron's assistant. I would have loved for that to have been like somebody that we knew. Like, oh yeah, because that guy. I was know nice. that. I know Wayne Knight wasn't in '96. Maybe the most well known, 
uh, working actor. But man, he was moving. He's a comedy. He's a comedy uh, dynamo, and I felt like this guy just didn't have that. And I apologize to whoever that guy is, but they didn't give. I don't feel like much was given to work with. I I do want to read one thing. I found this okay. on Instagram. Read that, and, and then we'll shift to the box office stats. So I, I found this earlier this week, and I wanted to save this and read this on the air. There was something I found. It said it took the original Space Jam director Joe Pitka. I think five sittings to finish Space Jam a New Legacy. Oh, yeah. And he says he's not mad about the film. He just think it sucks. <laughs> he's always said that the movie never needed a sequel and that the new film should have been called something other than Space Jam. I agree. He goes on to say how LeBron is a top 20 NBA player but is not by is but is not a Michael Jordan by any means. Oh, that's fired. That's fired. Yeah. yeah. Joe Hot also tape. goes on to say how the film soundtrack is insignificant and the way Bugs Bunny is treated in the in the film is heartbreaking. So, you know, I had I heard. Agree. Yeah, I, I agree with the soundtrack. I didn't. I didn't care about the soundtrack. I mean, it's just one of the many elements I didn't care about this movie. But like, but I agree with him. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah, I had heard he was upset, and my first thought was, ah, he's just being bitty, bitter and petty. And But now you read the quotes, and I'm thinking, actually, I agree with a lot of what he said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. not overly wrong. No. I mean, there's debate over how good LeBron is in the history of the game. He's not, he's he's up there. He's better than but, a top 20 player, though. I mean, he, said, he, he made it sound like he's a top 20 player, like, today. And it's like, I know he's like a top one player today. That's it. Um, so, anyway. I'll do a little bit of quick recap on the box office. Not a lot to report with this. Um, <clears throat> I do have opening weekend numbers. July 16th, the movie opened up to $31 million in that number one spot. The coveted, all-important number one spot, because you can claim to be the best movie in America. At number two, in its second weekend, you have Black Widow with $25 million. Number three, Escape Room Tournament of Champions with $8.8. And at number four, Four and its fourth week, you have Fast F9, Fast Saga. And then at number five, The Boss Baby Family Business in its third week, bringing in $4.7 million. Uh, I'll go ahead. Well, um, you know, the original Space Jam we talked about last week brought in $27 million in its opening weekend. Um, here's what I will talk about. Um, you know, inflation and stuff, you never know. But in its second weekend, Space Jam 2 has proven to have a – almost 70% drop, um, which is not good. It suggests that pretty much everybody who's going to see it saw it opening weekend. The original Space Jam, only a 41% drop weekend one to weekend two, which is well above average in terms of, or I may guess, I guess below average in terms of second weekend. So that's that shows that, you know, not only did people go see it that first weekend, uh, they told their friends and they went and saw it. You know, if you have less than a 50% drop, you're doing really good. For a movie i'll uh, go ahead and uh, throw it to andrew i'll just say that for the year fast nine is the number one movie domestically um with quiet place and black widow nipping at its heels andrew you're running the letterbox game this week all right ladies and gentlemen um what is everyone's score so i'm gonna guess a 2.3 Okay. <laughs> that was real 2. close 3. to what I was going to do. I want to do a 2.5. 2.5. 2. Oh, I'm going to go the 2. other 2. way. 5. I'm going to go a 2.1. You guys talk to me. I, we'll get into it in the ratings, but. <laughs> okay. 
So 2.3, David, 2.5, Josh, 2.1, Garrett. Yep. Okay. So here we go. Of, <laughs> let's see, of all of the ratings, we have a grand total of 2.1. Oh, okay. So, Gary, I get so we okay. got one nailed it. We got right. a nailer, a nail biter. So I was originally going to give this a two out, out of generosity, um, but I think I'm going to drop it to one and a half. I think this conversation has just been like, it's not, it, I, what, it's, I don't know. It's, it's not good, guys. It's not good. No. One and a half. Yeah, I, I, I trashed it more than I thought I would, but I'm going to keep the score I gave it, which is a two, and that is because in my scale, two is disappointing, and I think that's a good word for this movie. Uh, I'm going to give it, uh, even though I was also fairly negative towards it, and this, well, the score reflects that, but uh, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Uh, which on my thing reflects also disappointing, but also not aimed for me. Um, some movies aren't mine, you know, so two and a half is what I would give this one. All right. What about you, Andrew? I'm only giving this a one. Whoa. Okay. okay. Wow, so that really is a, down on this yeah, one. But so far, I would venture to say this is probably the worst movie of the year for me. I mean, I get, I make that shocked face just because that's a big statement. I'll have to, We'll I'm so far behind on what I've we'll, seen this year. I don't even know. Well, I mean, we'll. Con- I we'll think convene. I had more fun watching this than the little things. Let's just say that. Mm. That's true. Definitely had more fun watching this than the little. I things. forgot about the little things, so I'm glad you reminded me of that shit show. <laughs> so. But we're, we're, we need to wrap up. So that makes our collective score one point seven five. The, a rare time where we go lower than the letterboxed average, but sometimes it happens. Um, and also, more. just to squeeze this in real quick because I couldn't find a place earlier when we were talking about it. Um, I looked back at the original Space Jam reviews and uh, one of the goats, Roger Ebert, gave it a positive three and a half out of five stars. Good review for Space Jam. So some adults. Hey, that's Um, what I gave it. So go check that out somewhere. Um, Otherwise, you can find us online at so many sequels.com where you can find all of our social media links and where you can find the show. So we're going to take a little bit of a break and then we will see you Next time with more movies. Bye.